0: Well, as we reported previously, uh, Herb Ellis uh, passed away at the age of 97 on December the 26th. And so I decided to do a special that would showcase uh, some of his talents. And I wanted to do something where he played a more prominent role because most of his work was character work, which was great, but we only get you know, little snippets of him. It then occurred to me that he had played Archie Goodwin for an episode of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf with Sidney Greenstreet, and I thought that would be a good episode to play because Archie is the narrator and in many ways the star. So we'll go ahead and play the one episode we have in existence of Herb Ellis as Archie Goodwin. The original air date is uh, November the 3rd of 1950. And this one is The Case of the Dear Dead Lady.
1: Stay tuned for Nero Wolfe. This Sunday marks the premiere of The Big Show on NBC. Not just any big show, it's THE Big Show. NBC's hour and a half of comedy, music, and drama. The best of each. The Big Show will be heard every Sunday afternoon over most of these stations with Tallulah Bankhead as Mistress of Ceremonies. Your stars for this Sunday's broadcast include Jimmy Durante, Fred Allen, Ethel Merman, Frankie Lane, Mindy Carson, Meredith Wilson, Danny Thomas, and hosts of others. All this and Tallulah, too. No wonder it's The Big Show.
2: My boss is the smartest and the stubbornest, the fattest and the laziest... The cleverest and the craziest, the most extravagant detective in the world, Nero Wolfe.
1: It's the adventure of the case of the dear dead lady, with that brilliant eccentric private detective, orchid fancier and gargantuan gourmet, Nero Wolfe, starring Sidney Greenstreet. (laughs) had just come downstairs, having tended to his precious orchids. He was, as usual, seated in the library, which served as the office. He had just dialed a phone number and, with his eyes closed, was leaning back in his specially built chair, which was big enough for two, but not two
3: of him. market domestic and imported delicacies Mr. Hasbreg this is Nero Wolf Oh oh yeah Mr. Wolf I was just about to ring you well, when... I have need of
4: 2 pounds of duck liver ah. I do not of course refer to the commercialized Strasbourg pate.
3: Well I appreciate the order Mr. Wolf
4: but uh... next my Cook Fritz informs me that we require 3 fine fat geese
3: Look Mr. Wolf there's a little matter of an unpaid... You bill. might add
4: 12 cases of beer, a bushel of Vermont apples, green for stuffing, and a gallon of Marquisa Patricia Roman oil. Mr. Wolf. In addition, I... Fritz has listed six dozen eggs, four braces of Sussex woodcock, and a few pounds of Westphalian ham. You have all that? Well,
3: I I can get it, Mr. Wolf. but my
4: bookkeeper... Thanks t- very much, Mr. Haltzbracker. That will be all. Now... Yeah. <clears throat> Now then, Archie. Yes,
2: boss? You seem to be worried. Oh, I am. This means naturally that I'm supposed to handle Haltzprecher's delivery boy when and if he shows.
4: I had thought of leaving that
2: simple matter to you. And what about the simple matter of the money? Money? I I hate to bring up a vulgar subject, but where is it coming from? Oh, of course. You're right, Archie. I should have said... Said what? Charge it. Boss, look, you don't realize I know, but we're into that truffle broker for 500-odd bucks and change. All right, all right, then give him a check. Okay. Okay, I will give him a check. And I hope they'll let you keep the orchids in your cell. You're a wit, Archie. Uh uh-huh. hmm You know, I'm on the bank's mailing list. We got a notice this morning. You don't mean... Oh, but I do. Again? Yeah, you just can't take money out of an account, boss. Sometimes you got to put some in. <laughs> This is the only way to deal with the man I work for, and if I hadn't thrown him that scare, he wouldn't have been willing to listen when the door buzzer rang, and a prosperous looking young guy in the kind of clothes that don't grow on trees came in and stood in front of the boss's chair, fiddling with the brim of his pork pie.
5: My name is Oliphant, Mr. Wolf. Oliphant? Uh, yes, sir, Oliphant. I am the spiritual leader and guiding head of a small religious group known as the Seekers of the Inner Power. Ah, I see. Also a man
4: addicted to marrying neither wisely nor well, but often.
5: You read the papers. I do. Uh, Mr. Wolfe, I am as aware of my sin-ridden past as anyone else's. The point is that I'm no longer that kind of man. Even a person such as I can see the light in time. Good. Might I ask why you've come to see me, Mr. Oliphant? I need your help, Mr. Wolfe. Concerning? A certain young lady with whom I'm deeply in love. Oh, I beg you not to confuse the present emotion with any of my earlier escapades. What I feel for Miss Dana is the pure and righteous glow of an upright seeker of the inner power.
4: I promise to look on you as thoroughly
5: redeemed,
4: Mr. Oliver. Proceed. Oh, by the way, do I recognize the name of your young lady as a Park Avenue socialite, an amateur swimming champion?
5: Yes, but she's sweet, wonderful, beautiful... I've asked her to marry me, and she's given me some hope. In time, I fully expect to make her my wife. Well, then where's the problem? The problem is the presence of another man in her life. I'm sorry, sir. I'm a detective, not a matchmaker. This isn't a question of making a match, Mr. Wolf. I have much too much respect for your talents to think of offering you such an assignment. Exactly. What do you want me to do? I want you to save Il Sedena's life. A life? Mr. Wolfe, this other man I spoke of is insanely jealous. Not only of Ilsa's present, but of her past as well. He has threatened to kill her. I don't doubt your earnestness in this matter, Mr. Oliphant, but how would you know? I was listening on an extension in Miss Dana's apartment a few days ago when Hunter called. Hunter? Yes, sir. Jack Hunter. Known as Jack the Babe Hunter. Wait 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 a minute. I know that canvas back, huh? Sure. He's a coffee and cake, Brilliant, Walson. No, oh, he's not? He's a boxer.
4: Archie is being fancy.
5: Overlook it, Mr. Oliphant.
4: Is Hunter in love with this lady of yours?
5: I doubt it. He's a man of complete moral and spiritual corruption, I believe. Naturally, you would. But what are the facts? In my opinion, he's after her for her money. She has money? To burn. And you, Mr. Oliphant? Me? Can you also afford to burn? How much do you want?
4: The answer to that would be astronomical. However, if you leave a check for, say, $7,000, I shall look into your matter the very moment I have completed a little research into the nutrition of the Polynesian orchid.
2: Oliphant's check gave our bank account a slight blood transfusion. I think it was the boss's plan to spend a week or two in the plant rooms before he got busy on the case. And he'd have done it, too, if that phone call hadn't come in about a little after nine, just after Wolf had polished off one of Fritz's dinners and was settling back with a stein of beer in his hand.
4: Don't disturb yourself, Archie. I'll get it. Yeah, well, look out you
2: don't strain yourself, boss. you got to straighten out an elbow to reach that receiver.
4: You have an unfortunate flair for mixing humor with impertinence, my friend. Hello, Nero Wolf speaking. This
3: is Elsa Dana, Mr. Wolf.
4: How do you do, Miss Dana? We were discussing you only this morning. So
3: I've
0: heard. Through whom? Ted Oliphant.
4: I see. The young man seemed to be quite worried about you. The young
0: man should tend to his own affairs.
4: Said you were in some danger.
0: I know what he said.
2: And not one word of it was true. Oh? Uh, I'd like to talk to you, Mr. Wolf.
4: I'm sure it would be an immense pleasure. Where do you live?
2: I have an apartment at uh, 22 Blanton Street. Could you
4: be here soon? I could be there in a quarter of an hour, Miss Dana. By proxy, of course.
2: The proxy, naturally, was yours truly. Ten minutes later, at twenty past nine, I walked up to Ilsa Dana's door with a nosy elevator boy giving me the double O. The reason for his interest was that her door was open and the room inside was empty except for a little twisted pile of pale pink satin, which at close range turned out to be a woman. Which woman turned out to be Ilsa Dana. And Ilsa Dana was dead.
4: She used to be pretty.
2: She isn't now. Yeah, strangulation doesn't help any girl's looks, son.
3: Make anything of it?
2: Well, the position of her body and the bloodstains on her pointed fingernails tells me that she put up a tough struggle before somebody succeeded in smothering with a pillow from the sofa over there.
3: Yeah, that figures. When did it
2: happen, I wonder? Yeah, in the last 15 minutes, I'd guess. Say, who's been up in the elevator this evening? Nobody for her. Well, somebody came up. Well, who says not? They could have used the stairs, you know. Yeah. How well do you know Miss Dana. I know exactly zero about Miss Dana. How could you write her up and down every day and you know nothing about her? It's a rule at the house to keep your mouth shut. The rule also goes when being questioned by a cop. A cop? Who's a cop? Oh, I guess you're a cello player from the Philharmonic. Look, I happen to work for a guy named Nero Wolfe. Oh. Heard of him? Maybe. Well, if your memory comes alive, son, I might see my way clear to uh, spend a few dollars with you. Understand? I'll keep you in
3: mind. Going down, mister?
2: I spent time trying to get sense out of the superintendent and a set of chambermaids, but they were as quiet as a ballpark on Christmas Eve. Then I called the cops and told them about Oliphant and Hunter. By the time I got home, the house was dark and Nero Wolf was sleeping. Next morning, I gave him the details while he drank three bottles of beer. When I finished, he sat for a long time and then started another bottle.
4: The prizefighter. What
2: about the prizefighter, Archie? Hunter? Well, I, I phoned the hotel he lives in before you got up. And? They told me he wasn't in.
4: Hmm. You know, I begin to think that Mr. Oliphant brought us a more absorbing case than he suspected.
2: You know, I'm glad you like
4: it. I don't like it. I don't like work of any variety. But this thing has its points. Well, what do we do next? Next, we investigate my client. What? Merely because a reformed playboy employs a detective doesn't exempt him from suspicion actually. Oh, now, who's that? I'm afraid we have no choice but to open the door and see.
2: My name is Young. Barstow Young. It's nice meeting you, Mr. Young. What do you want?
6: I want to see Nero Wolf. About the... About a certain young lady with whom I am deeply in love. What? Will you repeat that? I want to see Mr. Wolf about a certain young lady with whom I am
2: deeply in love.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Her name, please? Ilsa Dana. Is it possible that you entertain plans of making her your wife? Why, I... yes, but uh, there's a problem involved. Another man? Uh, yes. Well, then and... do come in, do come in. I think we've been waiting for you. Oh, Mr. Wolf. Here's another one. Ah,
4: Mr. Wolfe. You've come to me about Miss Ilsa Day sir?
6: I have come to you, more specifically, about a man who has threatened her life. Hmm. How unusual. He's the treacherous kind. Mild-mannered, you know. As we say in my profession, he underplays it.
4: Your profession, then, is the stage. It is, sir. Go on, you interest me deeply.
6: I was present recently when he told her that he would certainly kill her. Unless she mended her sinful ways. Sinful? No one denies that Ilsa has had, uh, shall we say, a checkered career. But the man's attitude is totally fanatical.
4: What's his particular brand of fanaticism, Mr. Young?
6: Theodore Oliphant is a religious maniac. Well, what do you know? He's come to give Theodore a bad report card. I don't understand. I've come to ask Mr. Wolfe to prevent his murdering Miss Dana.
4: Am I allowed a direct question, sir?
6: Why, of course.
4: Where were you between 9 and 9.20 p.m. last night?
6: 9 and 9.20? Why do you ask?
4: You said I was permitted a direct question.
6: Oh, I was walking. In the uh, park, as I remember.
4: Do you make a habit of walking in the park?
6: I have lately. I'm preparing for an important role in the forthcoming production. What's so important about last night?
4: From your point of view, a great deal, sir. What do you mean? Last night, Miss Ilsa Dana was murdered. What? Mr. Goodwin here discovered the body. No. I'm afraid I must insist, Mr. Young. Uh,
6: oh, why, why are you looking at me like that? Uh,
4: are you accusing me of... A, I uh, have accused you of nothing, my dear sir. Uh,
6: no, look, you're making a mistake. Oliphant killed her. You may be sure of that.
4: I have your word.
6: I know him. He was trying to reform her. I wanted to make her a devout follower of his cult, the Seekers of Power... I heard him tell her to her face that if she refused redemption, he would see to it that she didn't live on in her wickedness.
4: You could produce other witnesses.
6: Do you know, in your own smug way, you're as detestable a character as I have ever had. All
7: right,
2: all right. Let's everybody take five. Yeah? Nero Wolf? He's busy. This is Archie Goodwin.
7: You'll do, Goodwin. This is Jack the Babe Hunter.
2: Oh? Uh, how are you?
7: Great except the cops seem to want to talk to me about some murder, Fandango, because as I get it, you name my name.
2: You got it wrong.
7: I doubt it, and I'm coming over there to set you straight. Why'd you ring me in on this mess, Wolf?
4: You knew the girl pretty well.
7: Me and how many more? Besides, what time was she murdered?
4: Last night between 9 and 9.20. See. So if you will inform the police where you were at the time, that should be that. Yeah. By the way, Mr Hunter, where were you at the time?
7: I don't see your badge, Wolf.
4: I was only wondering
7: I haven't been near the Dana woman for over a month. But if you're really interested, I'll give you the name of the killer.
4: Please do not keep us in suspense, Mr. Hunter.
7: A couple of years back, Ilse financed a guy in a big and lousy Shakespearean play that closed like a clam and nothing flat. Go on. It was money down the drain. The guy's got nerve. And he was in love with her and he figured she'd do anything for him. So he comes back to her to finance him again. This time in Hamlet, no less. I see. I don't have to tell you what a flop that would be.
4: You needn't tell me the actor's name either. You know? Mr. Bastow Young, just left here.
7: Yeah? Well, he's your man, Wolf. He got so sore when she told him she wouldn't toss any more moolah into his broken-down career, he went off his rocker and tore it down.
4: Your reason for thinking so.
7: I met him on the street one day, and he started beefing to me with blood in his eyes. So all I could do not to punch him.
4: The results might have been less fatal if you'd followed your instincts, sir. Uh, I couldn't.
7: The guy's built like a broomstick. He's weak as a cat. Hit him once, he'd crack like dry
4: plaster. I see. Mm-hmm.
7: What's on your mind?
4: This man you're accusing of Miss Dana's murder, Mr. Hunter. He was very much in love with her. She was thinking about marrying him, he said.
7: He said.
4: Yes, he did. I heard him, too.
7: He was talking through his skullcap. He also wasn't going to marry anybody. No? No, she couldn't. Why couldn't she? Well... But she just couldn't, that's all. So long.
2: Well, now we got a perfect circle with everybody pointing at everybody else and nobody able to prove a thing.
4: What Hunter says isn't impossible, Archie.
2: You think Young did it?
4: I don't think at all yet. But if there's anything more dangerous than a woman scorned, it's an actor scorned. We have another visitor. Yeah, who are you
2: expecting?
4: At this point, anybody.
2: Hi. Oh, you. Yeah, I told you you might hear from me. Come on in. Who's this? A fellow runs the elevator at 22 Blanton Street. What do you got for me, kid? Postcard. Postcard? Yeah, the cops missed it, but I spotted the edge stuck under a rug. Nice of you to have delivered it. Maybe he was just being curious. Curious? It's not every elevator boy who has a chance to see Nero Wolf in the
3: flesh. Oh, him?
2: (laughs) Come off it, high pockets. I'm here because you mentioned something about spending a few bucks. Oh. I wouldn't cross the street to see the best gumshoe that ever breathed. Look, gumshoes don't breathe. And how would you like a sock Archie, a... pay him and
4: let him go.
3: Yeah, pay me and let me go.
4: Sure, Mr. Wolf. Here you are. Thanks.
3: Don't mention it. Anytime, pal. Anytime.
2: How do you like that fresh little punk?
4: Archie, the lad has done us nobly. Yeah? Tapewritten card addressed to Miss Ilsa Dina. What's it say? Rather peculiar message. Have you prayed tonight? It's signed with the single letter O. Have you prayed tonight?
3: Yes.
2: Signed O? Exactly. Exactly. Weird, isn't it? Well, what's weird about it? What could be plainer? Have you prayed tonight? Now, I ask you, who is the man in this deal who's interested in praying?
4: All of us, I hope, are God-fearing. All right, all right. But I ask you again, what does O stand for? It could stand for O'Brien, obituary, Omaha. What about Oliphant? Oliphant too. Uh, what, what's with this indifference? The case is cracking, and you slough it off.
2: You remember what Young said? Oliphant threatened to kill her because she wouldn't join that cockeyed movement of
4: his. Don't exhaust yourself, Archie. We have a hard night ahead. Yes, but I don't understand. But I don't mean to stifle your imagination, my friend. But if you'd reserve your deductions for a little while, you could lend me some much-needed assistance. What do you want? I want you to become a burglar. A burglar? I want you to hurry over to the dead woman's apartment on Branton Street and ransack it. For what? How do I know? We need help. Anything may help us. Go through the place with a fine tooth comb.
2: I tore the late Miss Dana's apartment to shreds, but I saw nothing. Then, just as I was about to give it up as a bum job, I noticed a little writing desk in the living room. Fried loose the lock and spotted something among a pile of papers that belonged to no well-to-do flat. It was a pawn ticket, lot 8N-046, and the address was a pawn shop around the corner on 6th Avenue. It wasn't more than 90 seconds later that I walked into the joint and tossed the ticket across the counter.
6: Oh, oh yeah, this, uh, want to redeem it. And fast, up huh, Pops? That's yeah, nothing that's worth much, mister. No? No. Oh, what is it? This... Small steel filing box. Oh. Anything in it? I don't know. Come to me locked. Never been able to get it open.
2: We got it open, Wolf and I. Smashed the front end with a the poker. There were some odds and ends inside old earrings, some thumbtacks, a cigarette lighter, just trash. Then the boss stuck his fingers in and pulled out a plum.
4: This is it? What do you mean, this is it? You fail to recognize this classic document? Huh? A marriage license, Archie. A marriage license? Yeah, well, whose marriage license? The wording is self explanatory. Listen. This is to certify, etc., etc., thus licensing on this third day of May 1946, the marriage of Miss Ilse Dana to Mr. Johan Yeager.
2: Johan Yeager?
4: Exactly. Well, who in the world is Johan Yeager? We'll soon see. I don't get it. I can understand. It's a befuddling little puzzle. It'll be very easy for one to make a fatal mistake here.
2: But, of course, you won't.
4: I won't. Three hours
2: later, I'd herded all the suspects into the office, and he sat in his chair and glared at them, Elephant Young, and Hunter. It was tense and tight, and the boss let it stay that way, saying not a word to anybody while he calmly sipped his beer. It was Oliphant who cracked first.
5: I didn't kill Ilsa, I couldn't have.
4: Jealousy is a very compelling motive, Mr. Oliphant. And you came to me, remember, complaining that there was another man in
5: Ilsa Dana's life? Whatever I complained about him, and jealous as I was, I didn't kill her as the sacred power is my holy judge. Being unacquainted with your sacred power, i would have to ask you for a better authority. Sacred power? It simply wouldn't have been possible for me to have done it. Why not?
7: Yeah, why not?
5: Because I... I was at Mickey's Night Owl Club last night from 7 until 4 a.m., contemplating the sacred power, no doubt. That
4: can be proved, Mr. Oliphant? Well, let me call now. Let
2: the head waiter tell you.
4: Hmm. Well, you take your embarrassment as an indication that you're telling the truth?
2: Hey, wait a minute. You, you can't let him off like that. Don't be bothersome, Archie. Yeah, but we got that card he wrote, the one about have you, have you prayed tonight, signed with his initial.
4: He didn't write that card, Archie. Now, look. And the O is not his initial, is it, Mr. Barstow Young? Uh, I'm afraid I, I don't understand. On the contrary, I am afraid you do. But for the record, I'll explain. Oh, Archie. Yes, boss? Hand Mr. Young that large red volume off the shelf behind Mr. Hunter's head. This one? That one, thank you. Now then, Mr. Young, you will favor me by opening the volume to page
6: 1133.
4: But why? Open it, sir. Good. You will now count six lines down from the top and read what you see. Have you prayed tonight? Thank
2: you, Mr. Yang. What the devil is going on?
4: Mr. Yang has just given us a reading from a tragedy. The line, have you prayed tonight, is spoken by the hero to the heroine just before he murders her. The name of the heroine is Desdemona. And the hero, as I'm sure you all know, is Othello? Othello. Yeah, the O was not Oliphant, Archie. Othello, I think, was a Shakespearean play which Miss Dana financed for our Mr. Young. And knowing she would recognize the quotation as well as the threat behind it, he sent it to her to warn her that he meant to murder her. You won't have the unmitigated gall to deny that, will you, Mr. Young?
6: No. No, I don't deny it. Do I call the police? But I didn't kill her. The fact that I sent the card doesn't mean I killed her. Well, it'll do for my money.
4: But not for mine, Archie. What? Mr. Young couldn't have killed Miss Dana. Why not? Because he lacks the strength to strangle such a healthy young woman, a champion athlete. Wide awake and full of fight. He's rather a frail person, as we know. And smothering Miss Dana with that pillow was no easy task. She struggled. Therefore, she clawed the wrists of the murderer. I'm sure that if you examine Mr. Young's wrists, you will find no scratches or scars.
2: Here, let me see that. Go ahead.
4: Well, Archie?
2: Yeah, you're right.
4: Nothing. I was sure there wouldn't be. The person who actually killed Miss Dana was a powerful physical specimen. Yeah? Yes, Mr. Hunter. In all probability, a professional athlete. A muscular man in good condition.
7: You pointing at me?
4: Seems quite likely, doesn't
7: it? You're out of your head. Am I? Yeah.
4: Ilse Dana war ihr Frau. Nicht wahr? Jawohl. I... I mean... You said yeah, Mr. Hunter. And you meant ja. Yeah. Yes. I asked you in German if Elsa Dana was your wife, and you, in the heat of emotion, answered me yes in your mother tongue. Look, what's going on here? Allow me to present Mr. Johann Jäger, Archie. Him? I've known it since we first saw that marriage license. You see, Jack Hunter is the English translation of our friend's real name back in Germany. Where he comes from, Mr. Johann Jäger. Oh, what do you know?
7: So you proved nothing. Yeah, I was married to Ilse. That's why I said she couldn't
4: marry anybody else.
7: But I didn't kill her. She was my wife. I loved her.
4: Olivan told us you were insanely jealous of her. What if he did? You know better. Do we? Sure you do.
7: Ilsa told yourself over the phone that every word Oliphant said was a lie.
4: Interesting. What is? How you could possibly know what Ilsa Dana told me over the phone? I had not mentioned it to you or anybody else.
7: Oh, well, well, you see...
4: I see most clearly, Mr. Yeager. That you must have been in the apartment with her listening on the extension phone, or you couldn't possibly have that information. And it was only a few minutes after that telephone call that Ailsa Dana was smothered to death.
7: And I see it's about time I said goodnight.
3: Wait a minute, Yeager. Wait a minute.
4: Good work, Archie. I advise you to sit still, Mr. Johan
5: Yeager Hunter. I was right. I told you he threatened to kill her, but why?
4: I've only guessed at the story. Reconstructed it, so to say. But I think you and Mr. Young are to be congratulated. On what, sir? On not having won your fair lady. You've always thought of her as a sweet, demure society girl. But actually, she was a vicious person, as bad as the man who killed her, if not worse. She tortured him cruelly for four long years. How can you say that about her? How can you doubt it, Mr. Oliphant? There must have been a great many men in her life. We know at least two definitely, you and Mr. Young. But she was in love with me. She was in love with me. I'm sorry to shatter your illusions, but she was not in love with either of you. She was using you
5: for her purpose. What was her purpose?
4: Tementing the man she married. That was her preoccupation day and night. She delighted in
5: tyrannizing over him.
4: One might in breaking a bull or taming a wild mustang. Do I come near the truth, Hunter?
7: Yes. Until I couldn't stand it any longer.
4: May I ask then why you married her?
7: Why? Because I couldn't help myself. I crawled for her. I married her on the terms that nobody should ever know I was her husband. She was too good for me, she told me. That to my face, over and over. But we belonged to different worlds. But I was crazy about her, so I took it. what I've taken you wouldn't believe.
4: Oh, I am sure I would, Mr. Hunt. I am a very understanding man. The question is, will a jury believe you? That we must begin to learn immediately. Archie. Yes, sir? Phone for Inspector Kramer.
1: I've been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story by Peter Barry was based on the famous characters created by Rex Stout, this is an Edwin Fadiman program produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Herb Ellis as Archie Goodwin and Lee Millar, Marna Keneally, Larry Dobkin, Barney Phillips, and Jerry Hosner. Next week at this same time, Nero Wolf and Archie will bring you The Case of the Headless Hunter. Don Stanley speaking. <laughs> And don't forget, this Sunday marks the premiere of The Big Show on NBC. Not just any big show, it's THE Big Show. NBC's hour and a half of comedy, music, drama, and the best of each. The Big Show will be heard every Sunday afternoon over most of these stations with Tallulah Bankhead as Mistress of Ceremonies. Your stars for this Sunday's broadcast include Jimmy Durratti, Fred Allen, Ethel Merman, Frankie Lane, Mindy Carson, Meredith Wilson, Danny Thomas, and hosts of others. No wonder it's The Big Show. And Theater Guild on the air this Sunday presents Judy Garland in Miss Alice Adams. So don't forget, Tallulah Bankhead brings you the big show, Sunday on NBC.
4: This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series, oh, and of man's Wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old
0: Time Radio. Welcome back! Well, I thought Herb Ellis did a pretty good job as Archie Goodwin in this, with a few humorous moments, though not over the top. I particularly thought he did a good job in the scene where Archie was goading Wolf to get to work. And this episode also led me to think back to the first time we went through the Nero Wolf series, and I think I might have been a little too critical of it. At the time, I was working my way through the Nero Wolf corpus for the first time, and I highlighted a lot of the ways that it wasn't really like the books. And I enjoyed it, but uh, I, I still thought, oh, this doesn't seem anything like the books. Listening to it again, and this may also be because I've been watching the 1981 Nero Wolf series, I do notice some ways where it does capture a lot of the ideas of the books, particularly with Wolfe's reticence about working and the complicated nature of Archie and Wolf's relationship with uh, Wolf uh, in many ways being more skilled and, of course, being the deductive genius, but Archie being necessary to gold Wolf into action in addition to serving as Wolf's leg man. And while I don't think the radio series captures it perfectly, it does capture well enough to really have a little bit of a flavor of the books. So I, I think I enjoyed this one a lot more on second lesson than I did the first time around. All right, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.